Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Ah, uh, good morning to you. The morning after for a lot of us. If you're up this early, you're probably feeling it a little bit. The game went into overtime last night, the Super Bowl. Carl and I uh, both uh, saw the tail end of it. I don't think Ethan did. No. Um, he went to bed. Uh, Kim St. Ange, I don't know if she watched it or not. The, the poor girl is sick this morning and uh, got whatever that stomach is, she, issue is that's going around. She texted me at 1041 and said, <sighs> I'm guessing you're up. I don't feel well. Wow. I was not up at 1041. I can tell you that. I was. <laughs> I was not, girl. I don't know how you do it sometimes, uh, to be honest. I don't know either. <clears throat> But who's in town, by the way? I drove by and saw a lot of buses outside. Drake, the guy who won a million dollars on the Super Bowl last night. Ah, nice. He bet a million dollars. So if you're going to Enterprise Center tonight, he will be in a happy mood. Well, he's got some good-looking tour buses. I saw him parked outside. I'm uh, going to tomorrow's show. 14th Street. All right. Um, You're going to watch tomorrow. Okay. All right. Well, I'll I'll be working the show. I'll be doing lights during the show. but, But All right. Good. I, I just I wondered who that was when I saw the tour buses out there this morning. Two sold-out nights at Enterprise Center. Wow. And you know he's a big University of Kentucky fan, which is I know he my is. primary uh, interest in him. And uh, Toronto Raptors. And usually when Drake makes <clears throat> bets, huge bets like that, he loses. So the Chiefs fans did not want him to play, make that bet. Ouch. But he won yesterday. Hmm? That, hey, we got lots to do. Thanks uh, to a missed PAT. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, Largely, that's exactly what happened. Hey, uh, by the way, coming up, uh, we're going to talk to Tom Ackerman here at the bottom of the hour. We'll talk a little more sports then. And uh, if you're a Chiefs fan, congratulations. I I was happy they won. I was was rooting for them, right? Um, Thought that, um, you know, I would have preferred they'd done it in regulation. But as Carl said, if not for that missed point after, it wouldn't have gone to overtime, right? I mean, think about that. And San Francisco would have won. I know. I know. So we'll we'll kick that around with – Tom Ackerman here at uh, 735, and I think this is the week, isn't it, that uh, pitchers and catchers head uh, down to And KMOX reporters. Uh, yeah, so we'll talk to Ackerman about that as well at 735. We've got lots to get to for you. It's all coming up. First, I want to get to our top stories. The Mark Cox Shortlist. You know, they know it's an issue, but as I like to say, look, it's a legitimate issue. It's a legitimate issue for Trump, who's only three years younger. Oh, Hillary's got some thoughts. Uh, how old is the Hill these days? She still wants to be president. We need to check on that. I, I She's got to be getting up there, too, right? Got to be in her 70s somewhere. I don't know uh, wh- where she is exactly. But she doesn't think either of those men can do it. We're not going to allow these horrible offenses to take place. He'll be tried by the ballot box. You know that? He's going to be tried in, by, and for the ballot box. <laughs> yeah, uh, so uh, there you go. There's there's the, uh, the the president talking about Joe Biden. He was talking about how slow he is and how age is getting to him. But he swears he's only going to be tried at the ballot box. I think if we secure our own border here in the United States, I've said that we should do we should help Ukraine. Look, half the money that's going to Ukraine is not going to Ukraine. It's to buy back our own weapons. 
Uh, Marco Rubio. How about that? Uh, he He's wanting more money spent on the U.S. border before we spend more on Israel and Ukraine. Because this system is rigged. It's rigged in the same way that Black Lives Matter can torch buildings and kill people and ruin lives. But pro-life protesters, they get thrown in the slammer. Yep. Stephen Miller talking about the fact that there were no charges pressed against Joe Biden last week. Hmm. 76 years old for the secretary of state. I did see that. Uh, And she'll be 77 this October before the the election uh, day. She'll be 77 on October 25th, which means all the talk this weekend of possible replacements. I heard Hillary Clinton's name get thrown out. So Donald Trump is 78. She'll be 77. But of course, nobody will mention anything about her age. I mean, it just it's ridiculous uh, that that whole uh, that whole argument. But uh, back to the uh, question of. This special prosecutor case. I talked to Hans von Spakovsky. If you missed that uh, last hour, you can go back and listen to it on the uh, Odyssey app. You can hit the rewind button or we'll have it up on demand on the podcast here uh, before long. You can listen to the interview with Hans where we talked about just what uh, Stephen Miller was talking about there at the end. Special prosecutor report comes out, concludes almost beyond a shadow of a doubt, just like it did in the Hillary Clinton case. Speaking of Hill. Uh, just like in the Hillary Clinton case, concludes that, yes, indeed, laws were violated. There's no doubt about that. We found box after box after box of documents all over the place, uh, just like in the Hillary Clinton case where we know she had classified documents. We know all that stuff, right? Uh, there's no there's no doubt about what happened there. But in the end, we just couldn't charge her. We don't think any reasonable prosecutor would charge her, right? Remember that? So uh, uh, th- this is uh, Carl. Can you make sure my computer is turned up over here? Back up, you creep. Get away from yeah, me. Thank you. So so back to Joe Biden, though. They determined pretty much without a shadow of a doubt, if you read this document, that he was completely guilty of mishandling classified documents. Thousands of them, many more thousands than whatever Donald Trump had, spread at multiple locations, including his garage, not not kept safe at all, shared with people they shouldn't have been shared with. But we can't charge him because he's not, he's just a elderly old man with a bad memory. All right. Today, they're pressuring the uh, special counsel to release the three and a half hour interview, the transcript of the interview with Biden to prove that he had repeated memory problems during that interview. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Um, Now, I I think they're digging themselves a bigger hole. We know, everybody knows, there's a poll out today that showed 80, it's over 82% of people do not think Joe Biden is mentally fit to be president anymore. All these numbers are bad news for him. I thought Stephen Miller hit, the, he, he, gets, he gets on a soapbox sometimes, but I thought the guy absolutely hit the nail on the head. Go to cut 12, please. Those pictures you showed are the least secure handling and storing of classified information I've ever seen in my life. Donald Trump stored the records based on consultation with the Department of Justice and the National Archives. Records that he as president has the absolute right to maintain, to control, to declassify, that is an 
unmitigated right of the president of the United States. Joe Biden had no such right. Joe Biden was vice president, not president. He was senator, not president, when he stole these records, when he purloined these records. And yet, and yet he is not being prosecuted. And we know why he's not being prosecuted, because the system is rigged, Jesse. It's rigged in the same way that Black Lives Matter can torch buildings and kill people and ruin lives, but pro-life protesters, they get thrown in the slammer. It's rigged because if you are on the right team, if you're on the Democrat team, you can commit any crime and you will be shielded. And if you're on the wrong team, you're the Republican team, and certainly for Donald Trump, no matter how innocent you are, you will be railroaded. Joe Biden belongs in prison. <laughs> yeah, uh, Miller was on a roll yesterday, and I thought he was exactly right. There's a huge double standard going on here when they're continuing the charges against Donald Trump. And their only argument for the difference is, well, when we ask for him, he wouldn't give them back. Ignoring the fact that as a president, he had a right to have them, which Joe Biden never did. Not as senator, not as vice president. He never had a right to even hold them outside of a skiff, let alone take them to his house. And that gets ignored in every one of these conversations. All right, coming up. You know what's going on in this country? You hear us talk about retirement a lot uh, on here with the Retirement Advisory Group. Uh, There are a lot of people retiring. You know who's retiring? The rest of the baby boomers. This is the year. This year and next year, a a lot of the the rest of the baby boomers are retiring. Now, they only make up about 17% of the population. Guess what? They hold over 50% of the wealth. What is that going to do to the economy when that happens? We're going to talk to an expert about that coming up in just a minute. Stay tuned. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It's never too early to learn that the government is a greedy piglet that suckles on a taxpayer's teat until they have sore, chapped nipples. (laughs) All right, my favorite drop, and Kim's not even here to to appreciate it. Um, So I was going to play part of this back-and-forth debate between Donald Trump and Nikki Haley. He's running an ad right now in South Carolina where she waffles on Social Security, right? And that's a whole different subject. We'll discuss that at a separate time. The point is, you get Social Security when you retire. What we do know is we're right at the edge of a huge wave of the baby boomer generation retiring. The oldest of those baby boomers are now starting to retire in mass. What happens next? Maybe for the Gen X people, that's an opportunity of what does it do potentially uh, to to the economy, I think, is a a very fair question. And we've got Ed Butowski with us this morning. And uh, Ed has uh, been in the uh, uh, investment business for many, many years in the financial industry. And Ed, welcome into the show. How are you? Well, great. Thanks for having me on. You bet. Good to have you on. So uh, that's an interesting thought, right? Um, 44% of baby boomers are at retirement age. Is that correct? Yes, that's uh, part of the baby boom generation. 
which are people that were born up until 1964. So uh, they're all in their uh, they're about 60 or in their early 60s now. The very at the very end of that uh, generation. Yes, I'm I'm one of those people. So the interesting thing about this is. Uh, some people may say, okay, well, good, good, good uh, life lived. They're going to sail off into the sunset with whatever their their retirement plans are. Many of them are probably better positioned to retire than the generation that came right after them, right? In terms yeah, of well, savings and all? I'll, I'll tell you, the, the real issue here is that the government, since 1983, has changed the way they calculated the rising cost of living um, the CPI is no longer a reflection of what it costs to live year after year. Yeah. So, so when they changed the way they calculated that, everything got messed up. And that's why people can't make ends meet, you know, even today when they retire. So uh, can I assume then that you are opposed to the idea of raising the retirement age for Social Security? I don't really – haven't really thought it all through. So I don't want to give you my opinion, but I, I think that people are living longer and the money that's there needs to go further. So I'm probably inclined to raise that that number because just like in Europe, they, you know, they they have a problem raising that number. Yeah. And I think that it has to be raised. Yeah, I think at some point it, it will have to be. Um, so so the statistic I read is that while Americans over 65 only make up 17 percent of the population, they hold more than half of America's wealth. What does that mean to the economy once uh, they are retired? I mean, they're going to be spending some of that anyway. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really do anything to the economy, given that fact, because that money has been tied up while they've been saving for yeah. retirement. It doesn't change. It doesn't all of a sudden become liquefied. And, it, and it's a, a plus for the economy. But the, the idea that these people are going to be retired and living off of less and spending less because they have less is a real shock to the system. So anything that they were spending as part of the GDP is going to be you know, much smaller. Yeah, it's, I mean that's that's exactly it. And and you know, and I have to wonder um, if they've got half the wealth. Is that just a does that happen in every generation, do you think, or is that specific to baby boomers? And and will the next what that Gen X do the same thing or Gen Z? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, I don't know what Gen Z and Gen X is doing with their money. They're the, they, they live for today. <laughs> um, I don't think they live so much for tomorrow. But, you know, the baby boomers saw their parents, you know, hopefully retire. And that's always been a goal of theirs is to be able to go off into the sunset. But so many people are not going to be able to retire that they're going to have second jobs. Even into their 70s, they're going to be doing side hustles on TikTok and Instagram, uh, trying to get extra money to offset what they're not able to make uh, off of their retirement funds. Man, that is a that is a frightening uh, prospect, uh, isn't it? I, I, and you, you have to wonder, I mean... Um... Is it because we pe- people, uh, their parents probably had pensions and all that stuff, and that's mostly gone these days? Yeah, well, pensions stopped happening in 1980. You had 90% of the retirement plans were defined benefit, which is the same thing as a pension plan. Right. And then at 
Now it's 90% are defined contribution, which are 401k plans. Uh-huh. Uh, it's rare that you have both. I would think that uh, uh, Budweiser probably has both a defined benefit plan and a 401k plan. That's the only company I could think of uh, in St. Louis. Interesting. Uh, it, but, I, but a lot of older companies might have both, but it's rare that a newer company has a defined benefit plan, which is a pension plan. Yep, I would agree with that completely. Ed Butowski, hey, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah, and food for thought there, right? But where, where's all the money going? They're not going to be spending as much as they were, for sure, when the paychecks stop and they're sitting on half the half of America's wealth uh, right now. So go figure. I, we got we need to have the Social Security discussion, and we will, I promise, because I, I disagree with Donald Trump on it. I'll be honest with you. We're going to be back with Tom Ackerman coming up here in just a minute. You know the number of people out there being like, what's going on? First and goal. Mahomes flings it. It's there! Hartman! Jackpot! Kansas City! And this was the Andy Reid special... This was the Andy Reid special we talked about. He was saving all day. He's going to fake a motion to go across. And at that moment, he turns and goes back Hartman, who they didn't have, right? And they go get Hartman and bring him back. And the game-winning drive of Mahomes' career, he's been waiting for. He's won Super Bowls, but he's never had it in an overtime. He is the best. He is the standard. Your Michael Jordan wins it again. A great sports mind like Tom Ackerman. Baseball is really not a hard sport. It is Anchor Man, not Anchor Lady. It's like powered by coffee this morning. Sports, sponsored by McDonald's, reminding you to round up your total for Ronald McDonald House Charities on your next order. All right, Tom Ackerman, that was the call there by Tony Romo. A little over the top, I thought, but what an exciting ending to the game. Huh? I wish he had let Jim Nance set it up a little bit better. Yeah. You know, he kind of talked all the way up until Nance was like, and hey, here's the throw. You know, like, get, let Jim set it up and then analyze it. Anyway, um, <laughs> no, I thought it was a really good football game, a really, really good Super Bowl. And I agree with Romo to an extent. I don't think that Mahomes is the greatest quarterback of all time. I think that should rightfully go to Tom Brady. Thank you. Who has won seven Super Bowls. But we have not seen a quarterback quite like Patrick Mahomes. And I think he sort of stands alone in what he's able to do. You know, he's not the fastest quarterback in the league. He doesn't have the biggest arm maybe in the league, although he has a tremendous arm. Um, He just does everything right. I heard someone describe him like he's the NFL's Batman, and I love that. I think that's exactly what he is. You know, Batman did not have superpowers necessarily. He was a regular guy who had a lot of tools in his arsenal to get things done. He was a, you know, he was a vigilante, right, that that just sort of, like, got stuff done. And that's what Mahomes is. Like, he just gets it done. And he pulls the rabbit out of the hat. He can make incredible throws. He has a big cannon where he could throw down the field if he wants. He can run. And he did that, too. He scrambled down to the 12, the 13-yard line right before that touchdown. So he, he is a... Very, very good player who is a Hall of Famer right now. Think about that, and he's, what, 28 years old. So you know, could he catch Brady's seven rings? Possibly. He could. He's wow. He's won three, but he's got a lot of football. He's, got, he's got a lot of football to play for sure. Uh, what about this whole Kelsey thing, pushing the coach? What? What? How did you feel about that as you watched it versus their explanation of it afterwards? Well, Travis gets hot, and he's always been that way. 
And I think if it was anybody else, Reed would have put his butt on the bench. But it's Travis Kelsey. He'd probably turn around like, who the heck is pushing me? Oh, Travis. So Travis <laughs> gets hot. Mahomes gets hot. I saw other players shouting at each other on the sidelines. I did too. Heat of the moment, stuff happens. And he wanted to be out on the field was the deal. He wanted to be out on that specific play that turned out to be a turnover. Um, if I were Travis, I would buy Andy Reid something really, really <laughs> nice uh, after all this and just move on. Somebody suggested uh, on social media this morning that maybe they trade Kelsey and get a couple of nice players. And well, that ain't happening. Plays no, for no, 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 no. I'm like, they're n- that would mean trading Taylor Swift. Exactly. And she brought in hundreds of millions of dollars. Of the- he's the greatest <laughs> tight end of all time. He's going to be, he's better than Gronkowski. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. And uh, if would he and he Taylor. made that punt yesterday or that kick yesterday What's from that? FanDuel? Because Gronk missed that What's FanDuel that? Oh, kick. Oh, right, right, right. I don't know. He might have. I don't know. But uh, that was, you know, this, I, I love the uh, the whole Taylor Swift thing. I think it's great. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that at all. It's great for the league. It's great for her. She's bigger than the NFL, but she brings in a few new fans. The NFL gets a load of fans out of it, and everyone's making money off of it. You know, good for them. And by the way, I don't. I don't blame them at all for any of the attention that's being paid. That's just that's up to everybody else who pays all the attention to it. I mean, there's this, you know, I got like 50 emails that Travis Kelsey is the most Googled. Travis Kelsey's jersey is the highest selling. I'm like, okay, I got it. Jeez, I got it. Carl told me that, and Ethan, that statistically they only spent about one minute of airtime on Taylor Swift seconds. total yesterday. Yeah. They, they, and they're all great little cutaways. You know, you got the biggest star on the planet. And by the way, there were some big stars in there, too. There were, yeah. Beyonce. And, uh, yeah, everybody was there. You know, so it was the place to be. And, I, and you know, she brings a little glitz and glamour to the whole thing. It was cool. And then LeBron. She, she goes down on the field and waits until he gets off stage, gives him a big hug and a smooch. And, and it was cool. Kiss. It was great. Mm-hmm. Well, they are dating. I mean, <laughs> everybody thought he was going <laughs> to kneel down and propose right there on the field. No, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. No, that's not happening. <laughs> not uh, now, not? anyway. Yeah. yeah. I, I told Carl earlier he needs to. In that prenup, he needs to write in there. Now, if your next album is called 87, I get a slice of it. Yeah. It was noticed <laughs> in our Super Bowl party that she was wearing an 87 necklace. Uh-huh. Pretty cool. There yeah. you go. Yeah. And so. he also telegraphs when he's not involved in the play because he just stands around. He is so good, though. And what he does is he reads defenses. That's his whole secret is he studies what the defense does, and then he figures out where he can go to catch the ball and what he can do to attack you. He basically does what the defense gives him. That's yeah. that's Travis Kelsey's it. game. He's also physically very talented and can run you over, and he's got some speed too. But he's very, very smart, really good football player. I think he dislocated the shoulder of that uh... – San Francisco oh, yeah. player he hit on oh, that out play that's the other thing. yesterday. The 49ers are a great team. They'll be right <laughs> yeah. back at it. But, man, they lost how many players? Four oh, or five I in know. that game. I mean, it was a, that was a, a tough football game for them. But they'll be back. And the Blues won two games Blues this weekend. Blues scored a touchdown. Yes, they did. <laughs> yeah. 7-2. Seven seven no yeah, yeah. On that's Sunday great. afternoon. I know you got to run. Uh, pitchers and catchers report this report week, Report right? tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, Matt Pauley's on his way down. Klaibs is down there. John Rooney, Ricky Horton. It's time to go. It's time to play some baseball. We've got a game on KMOX in 12 days. Uh, Cardinals wow. and the Marlins. So, yeah, it's great. They'll start working out on Wednesday. You uh, scheduled to call any of those this year? I will call uh, five on Bally 
uh, okay. down in spring training. I'm looking forward to that. Nice. Oh, thanks. Nice. Uh, I'll get a few uh, on the radio side as well um, as we stream some games on Cardinals.com, and then we get the season going, and I'm, I'm very, very happy to be back with the uh, broadcast team. Outstanding. Tom, thank you for your time, my friend. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate, appreciate it. it. Thanks for being flexible. We, had to, we moved uh, Tommy around a little bit this morning uh, because at the top of the next hour – uh, we've got Valentina Gomez uh, coming in. She is, a, uh, of course, a candidate for Secretary of State, and uh, she's going to be in studio here at the uh, at the top of the hour with us talking about the the uh, uh, video she made with the flamethrower that's kind of gone viral, gotten her quite a bit of attention, and uh, we're going to have her explain uh, her thoughts behind that. We we did ask uh, the Secretary of State about it the other day and whether, uh, whether he thought that he – shared some of the power she thought uh, this might give her to influence what's on the shelves at libraries. And he said he wasn't sure about that, that they did have some control over over that budgeting process. But uh, anyway, we'll get Valentina in here. She's young. She's 24 years old. She's uh, the youngest person running for Secretary of State for sure. And just find out what her plans are uh, at the top of the hour at 8.08. And then Jesse Jane Duff. And then we're going to talk about a couple of the local commercials that that one debuted during the Super Bowl yesterday uh, being run by uh, the Onder Law Firm. Uh, he's coming in, I think, at 8, 845, 847, something like that. We'll, uh, we'll get him in studio. We're going to be back in just a minute. Prove the fact that Donald Trump says I want to cut Social Security or raise the age. I've never said that. There's the red challenge hat. Trump's challenging Haley's statement. Haley's claim she didn't call for raising the age of Social Security is under review. Tony, here's exactly what the official is looking at. Social Security, Medicare, how would you manage the entitlements? We say the rules have changed. What we do know is 65 is way too low, and we need to increase that. 65 is way too low, and we need to increase that. Let's take a look at another angle. We change retirement age to reflect life expectancy. I think the call is pretty clear, but let's go down to the field and see what official Gene Tooney has to say. After review. Nikki Haley clearly said she plans to change the rules and raise the age of Social Security. This results in cutting benefits for 82% of Americans. Bob, that was a rookie mistake by Haley. I'm Donald J. Trump, and I approve this message. Yeah, uh, so that's an ad that Donald Trump is running in South Carolina. How do you feel about that? By the way, happy birthday, I guess. Uh, we're, we're wishing a happy birthday here to our friend Michael, Michael McDonald. McDonald, right? St. Louis. Carl's played that three times this morning, and I forgot to mention that today is his birthday. So um, anyway, back to Social Security. How do you, how do you feel about that conversation? I, I hear this debate come up, and I hear Trump trying to make this an issue with, with Haley. Um, I disagree with Nikki Haley on just on so many levels of a lot of things she brings up. I don't know that I disagree on this. The Social Security issue has long been the third rail of politics. Now, bear in mind, I'm not I would never suggest changing the age uh, for anybody maybe over the age of 35 or maybe 40. I, I don't know. 30. Let's just go with 35 just for, for the sake of a number. But at some point, Social Security is running out of money right now. It would run short of cash. By 2033. You understand that? That impacts me. I, I expect to be of Social Security age by then, right? So why would we not have an adult conversation about how to fix it? Like, 
People live longer these days when they retire. They're, they're people that have been retired for 30 or 40 years that have been drawing. It, it, when, it, when Social Security started, the average lifespan was 65, 67. I mean, people were getting it for two or three years and they were dying. Now they're getting it for 30 years. This is a Ponzi scheme that was never set up to support that length of retirement. So one way you save money by doing it is by setting the age a little bit higher for certain for certain people, right? Uh, you 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 need to do that. You you've got to let them, um, you got to let them know that. And uh, we will we'll have this conversation more when we have a little longer to talk about it. But but at the bottom line is this: you need to let. Um, you need to let the conversation take place and not scare people about it. The conversation is not about taking benefits away from somebody who's 60 years old or 65 years old or taking any money away from people that are already drawing Social Security. The point is you've got to take people who are younger, who are 35, for example, and below, and say, listen, Social Security, to survive, there are fewer of you paying into it than there are people taking it out at some point, we've got to change that. So since you're living till 77, 78 years old, we're moving your date of getting Social Security to 68, for example, or 69. Um, You've got to be able to have that conversation. People need to realize Social Security is not your sole retirement income. It can't be. You've got to encourage people to go back and invest on their own. There's just no other way around it. Uh, If you've got to retire and solely exist on Social Security, uh, you're going to be living near the poverty level, depending on how much money you've made through the course of your life. It, it It was only ever designed to be a temporary system, and we've now extended it and extended it and extended it, and everybody's just built it right into their retirement plans. And that's why they're now freaking out at the the thought that you've got to do something to fix it. Either you have to raise the cap so that people at at, 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 there's a limit that you pay into Social Security every year, depending on there's a there's an income limit. And when you've reached that, uh, maybe they need to raise that. Maybe they need to do means testing so that if if you if if your net worth is twenty million dollars, you're not drawing those Social Security because you don't need it. I'm just saying somebody's got to have a common sense conversation about this without the scare tactics. In this case, I'm not saying I've got all the answers, but I don't know that I agree with Trump attacking her on this. The Democrats are going to attract Trump, uh, attack Trump on it by trying to scare old people into believing they're going to have to eat dog food. That's not what the conversation is about. Because a 35-year-old has plenty of time to start investing and making sure they've got a pot of money besides whatever minimal check they're going to get from the federal government when they retire. We're not built for that in America. We're just not. And the, the system is going to collapse on itself if we continue down the path we're on. Nobody in Washington's got the balls to say it. But it's got to be fixed. All right. That's my two cents on it. Hey, coming up, we'll talk to Valentina Gomez, candidate for Missouri Secretary of State. She's going to be in studio after the top of the hour. Stay tuned. Get more at 971talk.com. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.